What's going on, FCS football fans? We are back. It's the FCS Opening Drive Podcast, presented by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting and Football Game Plan. I am David Hassagan. To my left, the busiest man in football, the czar of the playbook, Emery Hunt. Emery, we're back and ready to go with some FCS football, man. It's a great time to be back, man. It's, you know, it's that time of the year. It's you know, We're talking FCS football. We're talking college football. And it's right around the corner, man. We get started early this year, I believe, August 24th with Colgate and Villanova. Such a good one up there in Hamilton, New York. Very early on, folks. But you know what? It's time. You know, you can you can enjoy this out by the lake, out by the pool. You know, get your tan on. Get ready before football season starts. You can listen to these You podcasts. might not want to be outside right now with the way the temperature has <laughs> not been. Up like, here in, not up here in New York, anyway. Oh, my goodness. It, it's, been, it's been absolutely brutal up here, but... Even if it's in the AC on the couch, that's fine. You can listen to us on SoundCloud or iTunes. Don't forget to go to footballgameplan.com and youtube.com slash footballgameplan. And don't forget you can follow us on Twitter as well. Follow FBallGamePlan for my man Emery. And you can follow me now at David underscore Hassagan on Twitter. Go ahead. Give me a follow. Trust me. I need the help. I don't have the blue check mark to, like my man to the left Stop. over here. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop pandering to the crowd. Stop All it. right, folks. This is going to be This is our I first. St- I'm still not a voter in the FCS poll, Craig Haley. Oh, Craig. See, see, this is why we blame Craig Haley for everything. See folks. what I'm saying? This is, this is what it is. We're going to get started off on the right foot. <laughs> we're going to blame Craig Haley to start off our first podcast of 2019. And we're going to start this year, folks, though. It's our preview shows. We're going to have a whole bunch of these coming to you really fast and furious here as we get caught up and get ready, get you ready for the season. Emery's going to have his videos coming out as well. We're going to start, as we always do, with the big sky. It hurts. It helps to be, be uh, alphabetically first yeah. in these podcasts because we don't play any favorites here. You can wait we on the go CAA. In order. You can wait on the CAA for a few more days. That's all we're saying. But we're going to start with the big sky and easily... For me, this was one of the most intriguing conferences from 2018. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff in this podcast, and we're going to do this format for pretty much all of our shows. We're going to have some big takes from 2018, some of the best returning players to watch out for, what's new in 2019, who the new coaches are, who the new teams are, in some cases, some of these conferences, and some of the big games we're going to be watching uh, for the 2019 season. But like I said, let's start with 2018. The big sky landed on on the top of the map this past year obviously the CAA and the Missouri Valley get all the talk and rightfully so the big sky this year became maybe the third big conference in FCS you're talking three teams that had 10 plus wins in Weber Eastern Washington and UC Davis this was a big year for the big sky yeah and you also throw in Montana State making the playoffs and and, and winning the game so you like the fact that everyone is is getting up to speed Montana was in it until the last week you know, where they lost to Montana State. Yep. They always got to love rivalry games uh, like that. Rivalries. And so we've seen teams like Cal Poly be good and um, Sac State have some some competitiveness. I- Idaho State was good for a minute or during the season. So, yeah, this is arguably one of the best, you know, one of the top four. You would say the big four in the FCS. I know they call it Power Five in, in FBS. Yeah. I would say the big sky falls in the, the Power Five of the FCS. Yeah, easily. I mean, you're talking about – just you know, flashback to 2017, some of the teams that were up there, Northern Arizona, Sacramento State, Southern Utah, they're at the bottom. Like, there was a complete reversal this year, and I think that's the second big thing we have to talk about here, the standing surprises from the big sky. You had teams like Northern Arizona, Southern Utah, Sac State took a huge fall, but then you have teams like Cal Poly, UC Davis, Idaho State 
had pretty solid years in this conference, and it just shows that there's a lot more depth out west than they really get credit for. I was shocked that Southern Utah was one and ten last year. That was that's crazy. That's one of those teams. At worst, you would think they'd be five and six. I think we both said they were going to have a dip last year, but we didn't see like. We didn't one see them ten, going into right. a trench. We saw them going into like a little bit of a hole, maybe like you know six and five, seven and four. Right. We didn't see one and ten. Coming so on the right I would off. expect them to have a, a you know a big time bounce back this year. I I, I would expect that too. I, I think Southern Utah, Sacramento State. We're going to talk about this later in the podcast. There's a lot of lot of chatter going on about them because they're getting getting a completely different scheme in over there as well as a new head coach. Um, but the biggest thing too is you have. You know, obviously, Idaho was another team that w- people were going to think, okay, they're coming down from FBS. They're going to be right there competing. They ended up 4-7. and seven. So they had, you know, they lost a lot of people, obviously, to transfers. But goes to show you, it doesn't, ha- doesn't mean that your pedigree doesn't mean anything in, in the FCS game. It really doesn't. Right, because when you saw my, uh, Idaho coming up, you, were, you figured, okay, that's an 85 scholarship team. Yeah. You know, for a while, so they, they have FBS talent. Right. But even when they dipped down and played some FCS schools, it it wasn't they were they weren't blowing these teams out. No, that's true. So you kinda yeah. knew that they would be in the mix. Yeah. But the you also knew that the big sky teams were right there toe to toe with them talent wise. So that's yeah. it wasn't as shocking that they didn't have the success uh, because we know how good the big sky is top to bottom. It was shocking that they that they, you know, look so flat last year yeah. in the big sky at times it looked like they didn't have offense yeah you know no. so exactly and i think it was a, still kind of surprising to see idaho state finish above them i mean the bengals had a very good year but i don't think anybody thought okay they're going to be better than idaho nah. coming down which goes into my third point and that was one of the favorites from last year and that was montana state as you said they made the playoffs but a lot of people kind of hedged them as a dark horse maybe a favorite to win the whole conference and it really didn't materialize. And obviously there's been some, you know, some issues since last season ended. We'll talk a little bit about that as we go along. But I think a lot of people saw Montana State and they're like, hey, you know what? They built off a nice year in 2017. They should be better in 2018. This might be the team to beat. You know, it's going to be them. Maybe East, maybe Weber, Eastern Washington should recover. It should be those three. Montana State really didn't have it in the conference. Five and three in conference play. They really couldn't put it all together. Which would make you believe that this year is probably the year that they break through. You would think, but. Everybody else around them got better, too. Yeah. So continuity is king in college football, and we'll see what they can build on from last year. Because, again, no one expected them to be a playoff team. No. I think everyone thought Montana would be that team or even a team that could win the the big sky. Montana was up there, too, I think. But I think there was a few question marks around them. Right. more. A few more questions, especially a quarterback. Yeah. Um, And with Montana State, you know, Run game, defense, all that stuff is, is some something that, that's going to allow you to be successful. So I think Montana State probably is is further along this year than what people expected him to be last year, mm. which means when I say that, I would expect Montana State to, I don't want to say. Are we going to get a prediction out of Emory Hunt in the first see, 10 I'm, minutes? You I'm, see, I'm, I'm tiptoeing <laughs> around it. But I think – I'll say this. I think the Bobcats are going to be real good this year. Let's read between the lines there, folks, and you can uh, come up with your own prediction. I'll have mine at the end of the show, but you know this, man. He's not going to give up his secrets without you watching watch the, the videos. Got to watch the videos. Got to watch the videos on YouTube and footballgameplan.com. That being said, let's talk about some of the big players that we're going to keep an eye on for this year. Like I said, there was a ton of talent. We all, There was also a lot of talent that graduated out of this conference. You lose a Joe Prothrow, uh, Keelan Doss, 
you know, they're not going to be the same. You but lose Gage Gubru. Gubrud, I mean, one transferred the, to Washington State. One of the great names in college football, right. Gage Gubrud. Um, but I'm going to start with a guy from Montana State, and that's Troy Anderson, who really had a great breakout year as a sophomore last year. 1,400 yards, 21 touchdowns as a running back. I mean, that that's like, is that what, what would you compare that to in terms of? Well, I mean, he was a, he was a quarterback, and the fact that he's able to, you know, run the ball like that, be a, be a weapon, and and make it an 11 on 11 game. You know, it's just it, it's tough because he, you have the numbers advantage when you have a guy like Anderson um, handling the ball as much as he does and did for Montana State. So. What do you what about you, Emory? You got anybody that you're keeping an eye on for this year? George Obena from Sacramento State. You know, he was hurt okay. last year and he's a he's a pro prospect. And so they get him back. He missed all virtually all of last year. I think he got hurt in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And so now you have an edge rusher coming back, new offense out there in, in, in Sacramento State. They're gonna be very fun to watch. Yeah. Uh I think we both like Josh Davis, you know. Yes. You got you have to. You have to talk about him. We will say incredible year you know Peyton uh, not Peyton uh Jerry Rice award winner yeah uh so you know you have to talk about him and Charlie uh Tomo Powell Tomo Poe uh Tomo Poe there you go there we go <laughs> tight end Portland State senior bowl watch list guy those are some of the players I, I'm excited to see this year see I've got a, I got one or two more on here I'm going to keep an eye on Mitch Geller this year at mm-hmm. Idaho State had a tremendous year under the radar tw- almost 1300 yards receiving Nine touchdowns for a team that again only went six and five, right. but were five and three in conference play. They were good last they year. They had I a thought. very very solid year. I think they were kind of a dark horse to make the playoffs this mm-hmm. season. Um, and I'm also going to keep an eye on Dante Olson, the linebacker from Montana. I mean, this kid is a standout. Over 150 tackles last year, six sacks from the linebacker position. He is the core. He is the go-to guy for that Montana defense. That's going to be a big big key for them. I think they. I think the biggest thing with Montana, defensively, they're going to be solid. You've got a great core there. I think their their offensive game has to step up to where the defense is for them to be a playoff team this year. It's interesting. You know, when you talk about, let's say, storylines or, or quick hits from this upcoming season. Right. We just talked about a player to watch in Georgia Obena coming back for Sacramento State. But you also look at Eastern Washington getting back Spencer Blackburn, uh, the center. Mm. That's huge for their offensive line. I was at the FCS championship game, and I was impressed with how, you know, much athleticism there was for Eastern Washington. If their if their offense could have gotten it together, they really could have made things yeah. very interesting against North Dakota State. Now they lose some of that firepower on offense. Uh, Simba Webster is is now playing with the Los Angeles Rams, right? Uh, but they still have Eric Berry coming back, the QB. He is a phenomenal talent. I, I would say this, you know, this whole quarterback conference now Barrier, yeah. uh, Jake Meyer you know um, yeah. I think it's going to be fun to watch we, you know whether or not they have uh, Troy Anderson playing quarterback or running back or defense only this year is going to be something to watch yeah uh, Montana seems to have settled their quarterback situation so I think this conference and you get back another guy in um, Case Cookus you know, yeah. who I'm excited about. And, yeah. you know, Northern Colorado gets back Jacob Nip. Co- Northern Colorado, again, another team that's <laughs> So, just, all these injured players coming back. Yeah. You know? there, there's a whole – there's definitely a lot of possibilities in the Big Sky. Again, folks, this is the FCS Open Drive Big Sky Preview for 2019. 
going through all the major storylines for 2019. Now, let's get into that, and let's talk a couple of the new coaches, because there are new coaches in this conference. And we're going to start with the hire from Northern Arizona, and that is Chris Ball. I mean, this guy is a journeyman. Started, you know, with Akron, Washington State, Western Oregon State. He, he's been all over the place. He's also been at Pittsburgh, Alabama, Washington State, Arizona State. Most recently, the defensive coordinator at Memphis. He takes over for a Northern Arizona team that, as we said, had a ton of injuries, had a lot of potential, a great season in 2017, went way down in 2018, looking to rebound here with a new coach. I don't know if defense is where they really needed the help, but this is what they're getting experience-wise. Well, I think if you get defensive help in the big sky, you, you're already ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've seen that before. You know what I'm saying? So that's like defense in the Southland. If you have defense, you're going to be king. There's defense in the Southland? Not really. <laughs> but if, if you do, if you just so happen to stumble upon some defense, you're going to be good. So I think the biggest concern for him is getting that offense up to speed. Get Cookers back. Yeah. Keep him healthy, please. Um, <laughs> They're getting they gotta, a new training staff. Right. They have to. They have that. to. And, and so when you look at Cookus and who he's going to be throwing to, Butler is gone. He's with the New Orleans Saints. Right. Um, you know, Mark's left two years ago. So we need to see the weapons around him, and we need to see Cookus healthy. I think the defense is going to be fine because there's a defensive-minded head coach, but can he get the offense you know, to play where it should be playing? Like what we saw two two seasons ago from from these guys. Is there is there certain benefits to having a more of a guy that's focused more on defense take over as a head coach in terms of the offensive yeah. way he conditions they, the offense? They, guys tend to, to coach the way they they uh, you know they feel most comfortable. So if you're a defensive minded head coach, generally you're going to be okay, conservative by nature, right? Run the ball, play great defense, win time of possession. Right. Maximize opportunities in the red zone. On offense, if you're an offensive-minded head coach, you tend to be a little bit more aggressive-minded. And, okay, we'll, we'll throw the football a little bit more. We'll try to take some chances because we know we have a great offense and we can potentially put points up on the board. Your defense may be a little lax. You kind of want that in between. Right. Um, but I think with a defensive-minded head coach, it'll be interesting to see which type of offense we'll see. Now, he's coming from Memphis. We know what offense they ran. They spread it out, ran the football real well. Right. Um, with Daryl Henderson, who's also with the Los Angeles Rams. So they, they did a great job offensively. But defensively, I thought that they did a solid job of, of creating big plays. Whether yes. that was turnovers, sacks, uh, TFLs. Now, statistically, they weren't the best. But we'll see what, what changes with um, Northern Arizona with, with you know, uh, on defense with, with with the new head coach. What's interesting with with uh, Northern Arizona situation before we move on to the other new coach in this conference is that he actually kept the offensive coordinator from last year. He's kept Flugra, uh, Flugrad, Aaron Flugrad on for his second season as the offensive coordinator. He replaced the defensive coordinator. He brought in Jerry Partridge as his uh, DC. So they're keeping the same offense. I wonder if that's continuity um, between you know offensive coordinator and quarterback. That's exactly whether he wants what it to keep is. that at, at, as the status quo and whether that changes. Um, in a couple of years, we'll it'll be to interesting see. what what he does to dial back. Will the offense still be a hey, less aired out? Yeah. Or will they be a little bit more, a little more balanced? Balance, you know. Yeah. Let's talk about the other head coach in this conference, and that's at Sacramento State, and that's Troy Taylor. And this man is making a whole lot of changes at Sacramento State. Again, we'll talk about this coming up in a second with our top five uh, things to watch in 2019. But let's let's put it in this perspective here. He was the quarterbacks course at Eastern Washington. Then he became the offensive coordinator at Utah. I mean, he knows the area. He's got the pedigree. 
He now comes to a Sacramento State team who we felt got snubbed two years ago from the playoffs. Last year had a really rough year. Didn't win a single game in conference. But a lot of the, like he spent a lot of time at Cal as well. I think this is going to be a really good hire for Sacramento State. And I said he's completely changing the culture there as well. Yeah, and I think when you look at his time at Utah, people – Cal Whittingham is one of the best coaches in college football. Mm, yeah. Um, and because he always has Utah competitive, playing really great football and playing playoff – not playoff football, but bowl game football. Uh, Taylor last year's his impact was, was outstanding. So mm-hmm. I thought he did a really good job coaching, which is why I think this was a home run hire. Sacramento State to me is kind of like what we saw from uh, – they're in the same boat as UC Davis. Yeah. Kind of like that sleeping giant. You know, yeah. It's a California school, Northern California school, um, kind of under the radar. They they get some talent in there. Especially, yeah. Yeah, on, definitely. you know, at receiver and also in, in the secondary. And now they get guys back like George Ben. I keep bringing him up because he's such a excellent talent. They may have that UC Davis type – you know, spurt this year. Mm. I like what, what Coach Taylor is doing out there. I think they're going to be excellent. And they're bringing in first-year OC and DC. He's bringing in an entire new yeah. staff. Uh, Chris Richardson taking over the offense. Andy Thompson taking over the defense for Sacramento State. And that's going to be one of our storylines. Let's get into the top five storylines to watch in 2019. And that's the big changes at Sac State because obviously the talent's there, but they're going with completely different offensive and defensive schemes this year. Is that what you need as a player, do you think, to get you over the top? You get a different message, different voices saying it. Is that what they need to really break through in 2019? It all depends on, you know, how quickly you adapt to it and right. how quickly you receive the message and how quickly you are willing to change. And I think when you haven't been as successful as you want it to be for quite some time, guys are looking for that new voice, that new change. So you could see them take to this new coaching pretty quickly. I would look at Cookies and Nip staying healthy. Yes. Those are two excellent quarterbacks. Uh, Nip is on the senior bowl watch list. Uh, Cookies is a guy that I think has NFL talent, too. Reminds me a lot of Jared Goff. Hmm. If those two guys stay healthy, that's an improved Northern Arizona team, and that's an improved Northern Colorado team. Now, yeah. can they replace Alex Wesley, who's out here with the New York Giants? We'll see. But if Cookies and Nip stay healthy, to me, that's one of the things I have on my list to watch this year. One of the things I want to watch as well is how do the Cali schools replace their big names? Because we talked about it before. No Keelan Doss now at UC Davis. Mm -hmm. No Joe Prothrow at Cal Poly. Those those two guys were the heartbeats of those offenses. My question is, can either – I think UC Davis is a little bit better prepared because I do have Jake Meyer in there who had an incredible season last year. Now, some would argue that's because he had Keelan Doss to throw to. I think he is a more – improved and a more a much more solid quarterback than people give him credit for um but it will be interesting for me to watch these schools how they adjust because when you have that big weapon for so long that okay this is going to be reliable he's going he's going to be here well he's not he's going to be gone in four years so now how, i want to see who steps up how the recruitment has been for those two schools to replace those two major weapons i look at weber state's linebackers you know toya is gone Yep. Stice is gone. I felt like those two made all the tackles mm-hmm. for Weber State. So you're replacing two huge parts of your defense, which was a big reason why you won 10 games last year. Yeah. Um, so who will play linebacker for Weber State is something I'm keeping an eye on. I think something going to be interesting to watch as well is how crowded it's going to be this year at the top. 
because last year it turned into an all-out brawl, which technically it ended in a three-way tie for conference champion. Eastern Washington had a great comeback year. Weber State, solid. They've got losses. UC Davis, really good year. Big loss with Keelan Dawes. Montana State made the playoffs, had a really good season. Montana looked better last year than they did before. Idaho State had an impressive year. I think you could easily look at six teams right now as either in or on the bubble for the playoffs. I think it's going to be really, really tightly packed this year. My question is, is there going to be any team that actually pulls away this season, which we you, you really didn't have last year? Obviously, Eastern Washington made a deep run in the postseason. But in terms of the regular season, no one pulled away, and we really didn't know who that best team in the Big Sky was going to be until right at the very end. I want to see if somebody comes out of the gate really, really fast this year and says, hey, we're the, we're the leaders in this group. You know, the target's on our back. Please try and take it from us. How did UC Davis lose that game to Eastern Washington? <sighs> that probably was one of the – That's one of the most – them and Morgan State were the biggest <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Morgan State was the enigma. The, the – the worst game I've se- I saw last year was the game I broadcast. It was the Georgetown Lehigh game, <laughs> and we talked about no George. It was Georgetown Holy Cross. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that the three block punts. <laughs> that and the, it was it was I've never seen that. So watching UC Davis lose that game to Eastern Washington last year, Ugh. as good as UC Davis was, so like yo, how did you lose that game when you scored that late? And it was bizarre. Um, but we talked about Troy Taylor. I'm looking to forward, looking forward to seeing how that offense looks for for the Hornets. But can Montana rebound? That's something that I'm going to be watching for this year. Montana should be better, um, especially now at quarterback. Yeah. You know, second year as a starter, ready to go. So can the can the Grizzlies rebound and and get back to being that power in the FCS? I'm gonna I'm you see I'm gonna follow up on that because I'm gonna poke the bear quite literally on this. Montana State, I think, has the edge in that rivalry now. They've proved it over the last couple of years. They've ended their season the last couple of years. I, I think Montana State might have the advantage. Grizzly fans, sorry, I'm just I'm pointing it out Shout for out to you. Missoula. <laughs> Shout out to Missoula. We're going to do a road trip you out You can't or? go to Missoula. I can go to Missoula. <laughs> you can't. Uh, I, th- I think I can get to Missoula. I think I'll be fine. Let's talk about some of the big games coming up on the schedule in the Big Sky. And I'm gonna Hold s- up. I, first of all, one more thing. We talked about Troy Anderson's usage, right? Yes. But my, you t- you, and I'm glad I forgot to mention that because that was would have been a perfect segue. You talked about Montana State, right? Mm-hmm. You forgot to mention their schedule: Texas Tech, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Southeast Missouri, Western Illinois. Don't sleep on Norfolk State this year. Yeah. So his usage plus that schedule is going to be interesting to see. But go ahead. That's going to be very interesting. Well, I'm going to start actually with a Montana State game, and that's in week two. They're taking on Southeast Missouri State. I think that's going to be a really intriguing matchup because SEMO has a good linebacker. Has a great, great season last year. They really reloaded nicely. This is going to be a really interesting out-of-conference game right in the early part of the season that you're going to see, okay, is Montana State a playoff team again? Or, you know, is, is there some rebuilding to be done? But that's going to be a real interesting game for me. I think early in the season, Cal Poly at Weber is a, is a big one. Mm. Um, we'll learn a lot about both teams, yes. you know, how quickly Cal Poly can recover. But September 14th, Eastern Washington at Jacksonville State. It's a pretty good one. Pretty good, de- really good defense at Jacksonville State. It's a State. lot of red out there, but it's going to be really it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. really good. And they l- they're lucky this game isn't in uh, Cheney. 
Oh, yeah. Way too much red for the screen. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> Jacksonville State, Eastern Washington should be a good one. Do not adjust your sets. The red setting is fine. Um, I think another one in week three, in, talk, in terms of early games, Northern Colorado at Sacramento State. Again, we talk about you know redemption time, that sort of thing. These are two programs that are looking to improve. I think they're gonna, we're going to get a good barometer of which team is ahead of whom in week three when Northern Colorado goes to Sac State. I also look at Weber State at UC Davis on October 26th. That's probably going to be one of those games that we look at as deciding who's going to be good in the big sky. Yeah. You know, that's that's a game that I'm interested yeah. in watching. I would say week seven as well, Cal Poly at UC Davis. We just talked about it. Who's going to replace their weapons? And at that point of the season, one or both of those teams might be out of playoff contention or fighting for the top. We don't know. Brawl of the Wild, obviously. Best. November 23rd. Best rivalry in college sports. And Bozeman. <laughs> This year, Grizzly fans, you gotta prove me wrong here. You gotta say that your team is better. They I mean, you said it. Montana State's ended their season the last two years. <laughs> it's like that's, that's a rivalry game. That that's the type of games you uh, bring up when you talk about rivalries. Oh yeah. Well, here's the thing with Montana State. You mentioned you know they're home with Montana the week before that. They're at UC Davis. Damn. They, they have got a nasty schedule this year. It's it's not going to be fun at all. What's your hot true. take for the Big Sky? My hot take for the Big Sky. See, this is an this is an interesting. Are you waffling? I'll give you mine. <laughs> Two Big Sky quarterbacks will be Peyton finalists. Wow. I don't know if that's too much of a hot take because it's obviously plausible. I can see it. I can right. see it. So but, I would. That's that's my hot take. But to have two finalists in the top three. That's you know to have two guys from the same conference. Right. In the top three, I, I can see that as a hot take. That's that's. It's that's pretty high. Bad. It's pretty high. That's not bad. There was so much competition last year for the top of this conference. It got pretty heated, too, between Eastern Washington and Weber. They, they didn't exactly like each other on social media at the end of that. Uh, I love that. At the cider. And then there was UC Davis just kind of sitting there with Montana State in the playoffs. Four playoff teams out of the big sky in a very competitive conference. How many made it last year? So how was that a hot take then, Dave? I'm getting to the hot take. Okay. Out of those four playoff teams from last year, two of them don't even make the postseason. Oh, wow. Two of the so four. So there's going to be four new teams. I think there are still going to be four teams okay. in this conference okay. going to the postseason. It's pretty, it's pretty smoky. Okay. I will not say the two that drop out, just not to offend anybody, but I'm going to tell you the two that get in. Oh. The two that I think get into the postseason this Here's year. Here's a hot take. Are Idaho State and Northern Arizona. That is pretty hot. I think they get in. I won't tell you which two get out. Again, Weber, Eastern Washington, UC Davis, Montana State. I kind of like your hot take. I think your hot take is a hot take. (laughs) Well, I mean, Idaho State, like I said, really solid group coming back. They've got a lot of returning starters. Who's playing quarterback? That's the question. That's why it's a hot take. If they can figure out. Here's the thing. They've got Western Colorado to start. That's a win. You would hope. You're right. Okay. That's, yeah, that's a <laughs> Then they're at Utah. Tough game. At Northern Iowa, week three. That could be very, very interesting for Idaho State. If they can knock off a Missouri Valley team. True. And Northern Iowa is replacing their quarterback. They're losing. They're replacing their edge rusher, Ricky Neal. So, yes, that's that's a winnable game. If they win that, If they win that game the week before they start conference play, I think we got a pretty good read on the Bengals and where they're going to go. 
I think that's that's my hot take for the season. So I think the I think Idaho State and Northern Arizona get into the playoffs. Two teams drop out. I won't tell you who. All right, that's Emory, pretty hot. Emory, where can where can we uh, start finding your videos? Because you're now we're we're on TV. Oh, that's right. We, we are, are on TV. We now. have not mentioned this, folks. You can follow us now on TV on your streaming devices. Emory, tell them how. Game Plus Network. If you're in the New York City tri-state area. Game Plus Network is channel 238 on Optimum Cable. There you go. Um, so you can follow us there. Twitter at FBall Game Plan. Blue Check Twitter. Blue Check Twitter. Just a, just a, just a needle. The big leagues now, folks. Just we, a needle, Dave. Right we, quick. We, we were we were. I won't say who, but Emory has received some some very high praise and invitation from a conference. That hey, we well, 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 well. I mean, well, you know, just. The people don't have to know all the intricacies of the business. I'm just saying he's being taken but seriously, we're as we have deal. for years. We can't be taken too seriously because <laughs> we don't have a vote in the top 25, Craig Haley. Or, Craig, how do we get a vote for the Peyton Award, too? Seriously. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You probably don't want me voting for the top 25 because you know me with my hot takes. Right. We don't want, yeah, yeah. We want Blue Check Twitter doing right. that. Right. Yeah, Craig, <laughs> scratch that. It's not we one don't vote. have. Yeah, one exactly. Vote. We only need. <laughs> We only need one vote because we don't want Dave nowhere near the top twenty-five. I need, I need to earn my blue check mark. You definitely have to I earn have that. To earn and my blue you, check but mark. But your, your hot take for this for this podcast for the big sky was was pretty hot. I'm excited but, to see. But it's what, doable. I think it's doable. I think it's a plausible switch. You could humans can fly. That is doable. <laughs> so you have no faith in the Bengals, do you? I didn't say which team I didn't have faith in. Mm, Idaho State, I'm just saying it's uh We'll see. Be helpful if you won the first few games. YouTube.com slash football game <laughs> plan. Uh, at FCS kickoff on Twitter, FCS opening drive. Follow Craig Haley. He's a good friend of the show and a and an overall great guy. Follow FCS underscore stats as well, too. So that's where you can follow what we got going on at football game plan and on Flow Football, I'll be doing some writing there as well, too. And don't forget, if you want to follow my crazy hot takes throughout the season, you can follow David underscore Hashagan on Twitter for all of my crazy, ridiculous, we should, ro- we sometimes should, right We should create a whole new Twitter account called Dave's Hot Takes <laughs> and just screen capture every hot take you will have from here until – the championship game and that's good so cause like that's a lot of content right because well that that helps because i've you know i've had some very strange nicknames so i can now have dave's hot cakes we can, ah, we can throw that in. i, I like a, that i'm a pancake fan okay. that's why we can go with that hash <laughs> browns okay hash browns pancakes we're, gonna, you. we're, going, we're, <laughs> we're going all the way through folks that'll do it for the big sky preview we're going to have a lot of these coming to you over the next few weeks we're going to have you all set all ready to go all ready to be prepared for the fcs season coming up again emory does not give his predictions on these podcasts. He will not do that. You have to watch the videos. Those will be coming out as we go through July and August as we get into the season again. Season starts early. August 25th, I believe, is the first game. Is that the FCS kickoff? August 24th. August 24th. Nova at Colgate. I will be there. Interesting. Can Colgate respond? We'll talk about that in a future podcast. You'll have to listen in. For now, that's it for the Big Sky. We'll see you in 2019. Thanks for listening.